You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast with Katherine Banco. I'm on a mission to celebrate breakthrough, empowerment, and shameless living in the lives of women everywhere. Join me and let's live unashamed together. All right, you ready? What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode four of season four of Heart and Soul. I am here with my house palm. Sorry, he is like, <laughs> I can't. Anything I say, he is speaking. How do you say that? Lip syncing? Mocking. Oh, mo- he's mocking me, but like pretending to say what I say at the same time. And he's sitting right across from me. And it's very distracting. But everyone, welcome Michael to the podcast. Yeah, welcome Michael. That was everybody. We need a YouTube show so that they can actually show us, you know? Oh, so now you want to be seen? Not really. Mike, this is not Michael's thing. And I don't know if you begrudgingly agreed or if I've just asked you so many times that you were just like, okay. But you are the most requested guest from people for the podcast. I'm just here for the crowd. (laughs) Give the crowd what they want. Here to serve. Also, in true Michael fashion, he's wearing headphones that are not connected to the mic. When the ratings go down, (laughs) you can kick me off the podcast. It's a (laughs) win-win. Wait, win for you? You want the ratings to go down? (laughs) I mean, a lose-win. Right, 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 right. Well, um, we are going to come at y'all. I mean, for now, things are always subject to change, but... For now, we're going to come and talk to you once a month, um, either answering a question that you sent in or talking about something topical, and it it will most likely be about relationships. My voice got so high just then. Or it could honestly be about anything. I listened to this pod. This is where I got the idea is, well, two places. One, I... Um, asked people what they wanted to hear and they said you so I figured this is a great way to do it and two I listened to this podcast where they have callers call in or emailers email in very detailed messages asking for advice on certain situations in life it can be relationships it could be work it could be anything but they're very detailed and it helped the context of the details actually helps the listener so if you are going to email in please send tons of details also our baby's gonna cry in the background any second now so let's see if it picks up (laughs) you might be able to hear that um so yeah anyways if you're gonna email in a question please send more details but today's question I did not prep Michael on but we're gonna dive into this topic are you ready ready are you excited? So excited. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much have you always wanted to podcast? Two. Okay. And why is that? I don't like to be the center of attention. Yeah, you're introverted. Yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is why I have EJ. He's my shield for everything. Yeah, Michael uh, um, and his business partner are complete opposites. One super extroverted and one super introverted. And it's kind of like us in our marriage. But the question today, and I thought it could be fun to kind of dig a little deeper, is how do you know if someone's the one? 
<laughs> People are asking me that. Oh, well, I mean, you found her. Got uh, him. Got him. But no, I thought it would be more so interesting, maybe just fun for us to talk about previous relationships where we felt like it wasn't the one and why also talk about our um maybe theories on the one in quotes and then how when we how we (laughs) you can hear patrick in the background (laughs) how we knew that we were the one in quotes air quotes all right okay so, what about your past relationships made you realize it was not the one? Well, from my uh, three previous <laughs> relationships before you, let me tell you. Uh, I remember having a conversation with a good friend of mine, actually on one of the three previous uh, relationships before you. Mm-hmm. And honestly, she was she was great. Everything on paper was great. Just like... It bothered me so bad that it wasn't working out, but like I just like I went on a trip, didn't miss her, mm-hmm. and I guess that's probably a red flag enough. But I remember talking to him on the phone and his fiance, and they just kind of said, "I guess that old saying, when you know, you know, is kind of right." And I, that's for me what it was: is when you know, you know. And you don't have to second guess it. When yeah. you have to second guess it, that's maybe the red or yellow flag, I guess. That's a good point. If you have any doubts that pop up or creep in. And not like doubts of like, I don't know, like that doesn't mean that everything's hunky-dory or it's all rainbows and butterflies. But any doubts of like, do I want to spend tomorrow with this person? It also probably depends how long you've known the person because... If you've known the person for years, then I would say having doubts uh, would make sense because the longer you know someone, the more you see their insecurities and faults and getting over those little insecurities and faults. Like that's what marriage is about is sticking through it and overcoming it together. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas sometimes those don't come out in the short term, I guess. But actually, now thinking back to our relationship, <laughs> yours definitely came out. What so are maybe, mine? What are mine? Well, in the middle of it, you you told me this. You would purposely not want to get hurt, so you would sh- completely shut me out yeah. and be as mean to me as you possibly oh, could. Oh, mean is not the word. Okay, when you... I would shut you off. Shut you off for sure. Yeah, sh- sh- shutting off is mean in my opinion. Okay, okay. Fair. And Fair. when you do that, you are doing that as a defense mechanism so that I would just end it and you could rip off the Band-Aid. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> which still, which still kind of comes up from time yeah. to time. I mean, not that you th- want me to end it. It's more of... Uh, those insecurities of am I enough still pop up. Yeah, for sure. Whoa. See, one little topic. Very go good all podcast. The way there. We're ready. having like a marriage counseling <laughs> trip. Um, I have dated more people than you. Not a lot, but more than you. 
And I have probably on several occasions thought that I was going to marry someone before you. And by several, I mean two. One was like a high school thing, but it lasted through college. And then two was just like my first adult relationship, like real adult relationship. Um, And I don't really know what, how to explain this in any other way except that with both of those relationships, I wanted it to work really badly, but like deep down knew it probably wouldn't. And I think the knowing it probably wouldn't is kind of like trust, I guess, trusting your gut, trusting the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to say, of just like there's some sort of peace missing. And I mean like P-E-A-C-E, peace. Got it. Got it? Yeah. So then when I started dating you, our dog, um... When I started dating you, it was, I I, I think mentally start, would push you away in those situations because I was so used to getting to that place of this could be someone I marry and then it not working out. So I was just like preparing for it to end as to not get hurt as much to soften the blow. But with you... I was also the most, like, sad about the outcome of it possibly ending. Like, if it did end, I would have been not just sad, but, like, feeling like there's, like, a peace, P-E-A-C-E, missing in my life. So all I can say is the one, I feel like there's just an inner peace, and maybe that's what you mean when you say, when you know, you know. It's kind of just, like, un not undeniable but it's also not dramatic it didn't feel like dramatic like it does in the movies did it feel like that for you dramatic yeah like just like over the top like like fireworks um i don't know how to explain it like oh my gosh like i'm so obsessed kind of love it was just like a peaceful love no i mean i think there's definitely uh i mean there's moments of like no, there was definitely, like, when you're falling in love, like, you're falling in love, like... You're swooning a little? Yeah. There was definitely that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I'm... I don't know if I'm, like, what I'm saying is coming... It's not like the movies ever, all the time, though. I think yeah. sometimes you a lot You watch of, a lot more rom-coms than me, That's so true. I, I think sometimes women, especially, are, like, waiting for this, like... I don't know, like, end-of-movie moment in order like romance moment in order to like know that this person is the one but I think it could be like a small like build up into something that just feels like so solid right and then it's the one okay now um when in our relationship did you know I was the one (laughs) oh the first time I visited here and came here for 10 days yeah that was pretty crazy looking back but yeah when the first time i came and we just like did life together i was like this is pretty awesome and i could do this forever got him yeah we were long distance so um we went on like three dates traveling back and forth from texas to north carolina but never spent like more than 24 hours together. And we didn't even spend 24 hours together. We would spend like a date together and then 
go home. And then for the third or fourth time that we saw each other, Michael booked a like nine day trip to North Carolina to stay with me and my grandma. <laughs> and I remember being really excited until right up until it was about to happen. And I was like, oh my gosh, what if day two, it's awful. And like, we have seven more days together, but it all worked out. Day two, I was like, damn. Silence. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say on the topic. Um, do you believe in the one? No. I don't either. Explain. I just think that we could both be happy with... I guess let me rephrase... Like, I guess I believe that once you're married, that is the one. And that's what you've committed to for the rest of your life. But, like, I feel like we could both have committed to other people and been happy. Yeah. I agree, too. I heard a sermon on that once where it's like, if you... The person you marry is the one because you married them. Not the other way around. Like, not... There's not necessarily just one person well, out there for And we're everybody. both two different people than who we married. Yeah, we are now. So... So... also that. <laughs> Does it get better? It's... Uh, well, depends on the season. Yeah. If we're being honest. Yeah. Sometimes no. <laughs> but over time, it's about... It's it's not about. It's more about your commitment than it is. Like, is this person serving my needs? Especially once you have kids, it's not about that at all. I think mm. that it it is like that in the early days. It's like this person makes you. I made you happy. You made me happy, and we still make each other happy. But that's not what a marriage is built on is making each other happy because then what happens when something bad happens like you having a miscarriage and yeah if your role in life is to make me happy you're not gonna gonna do a good job of that in that season yeah that's why marriage is much deeper than do you make the other person happy yeah i guess that's why i don't really believe in the one until you've made the covenant and commitment of marriage vows because then it's like okay ride or die we're in this now we vowed before god so if you're out there and you're single or if you're just dating someone i would say take it one date at a time and if at the end of one date you're like yeah i want to see that person again then see them again and don't overthink it you will you share about the thing that you told me and carly one time where you were like saying that you didn't pray for us (laughs) (laughs) because i feel like that kind of makes sense in that like one date to the next well i think obviously you can pray for who you're going to marry but asking god is this person the person i should marry is risky business because i feel like the more emotional a situation is the more dangerous it is to think you're hearing from God when you're really just hearing from yourself Mm -hmm. because you have an agenda whether you want to admit it or not. And when you have an agenda and you're asking God to speak, that muffles the voice. Yeah. So uh, I kind of... And I had seen that in a couple of charismatic circles of people who got married 
because they were just asking God, should I marry this person? Not to say that doesn't happen, but I knew some people that got married and they hated marriage together. It's like, because they thought God had told them they were going to get married because they had this initial spark and they both loved God. And I just think it's deeper than that. But, um, but then I've also, I know of a mighty man of God who married a woman he had never met in person before. And they're still together? Still married, yeah. Wow. And, uh, that... So, yeah, I mean, it just, it kind of goes both ways, but I just think uh, that's just something you need to be very careful of is the more emotion that's involved in a situation, whether you want to admit it or not, the harder it is to hear the voice of God clearly if you have an agenda. Yeah. So that's kind of, that is like a very beautiful way of saying what, kind of what I was saying of like one date at a time to not like over, um, I guess overthink it or over spiritualize it to a sense, but just to listen to, to that like inner peace that is God after one date to see if you feel peace about going on another one and then take it one date at a time. And then before you know it, you'll either be in love and you'll, you can't imagine life without that person or you'll be like, I kind of can imagine life without you and then there's your answer but I think a lot of people try and like have those movie moments where after date one there's you know sparks flying and they know this person's the one but it doesn't always happen like that sometimes it does like that person who never met their wife and married them but sometimes it's gradual and both are just as beautiful yeah every story is different every story is different don't compare your story to another story Mic drop. All right, I'm going to ask you four questions that I ask every guest. Wow, are we already at the end of this thing? Unless you want to keep talking. I said we're going to keep it short and sweet. All right, I I like it. Okay, you want to talk? (laughs) I don't know what the four (laughs) questions are. Oh, I thought you had more to say on the one. Oh, no, I don't have anything else to say on the one. I mean, if you, I thought you were going to like throw a sports question or something at me. Okay, I got a sports question for you. <laughs> this will be interesting. <laughs> okay, sports. Um, we don't need to waste the viewer's time. Who do you think is going to go to the Super Bowl? Uh, I'm going to pick the Chiefs and Rams. Who do you think is going to win of the Chiefs and Rams? The Rams. Who's the best MVP player of the I'm Rams? Gonna, Cooper Cup. Ah, that's what I was going to say, too. Yeah, you're going to say Coop as well? Yeah, Coop. Coop. Yeah. It's my favorite. What do you think about him? Um, He's fast. <laughs> <laughs> he's strong. Yeah. What did you think about his catch yesterday? Uh, he didn't catch it. That was a trick question. Interesting. Did he catch it? Oh, he caught it. Okay. He caught it. <laughs> I, I mean, he caught, a lot, he caught a lot of footballs yesterday. but He caught a lot of footballs. Yeah. Does he wear red? Is that the Rams? Yeah. Let's. We should move on to the top. The okay. next topic. My first question is: What is something that you're um, loving right now, or obsessed with right now, or kind of binging right now? It doesn't have to be a TV show. The pickleball. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're we're loving pickleball, and uh, I've been. Uh, <laughs> I'm sheepishly going to admit I've been in a CrossFit the last year. About to have the second competition. It's in the next 30 days. So we'll see if I improved this year. Hasn't it almost been two years? No. No, one year. For last year at this time is when it, it was. was when you competed, but you trained way before then. So I've been training for 18 months now. So yeah. We'll see if that's paid off at all. I think it will. Um, it already has. I've had fun. 
Um, side note on pickleball is I got injured <laughs> two weeks ago and my shoulder actually really hurts because Michael hit the ball across the net and like my body froze. This is the weirdest moment. He hit the ball at me and it hit me in my chest, right? Or my stomach. Yeah. Yeah. And then I like froze, my body like froze and then randomly reacted after the instance and I like just flew backwards and fell on my butt and caught myself with my arm and it was so embarrassing because it was a freaking wiffle ball that like knocked me over but it was like I paused and then reacted how I thought I should I think anyways I fell on my shoulder and it still hurts two weeks later I'm really upset about it um, okay, second question is, what is something you're excited for in 2022? Something I am excited for is the growth of our business, not necessarily from like a financial standpoint, although that's exciting too, but like a people standpoint, I think we'll have at least 15 people on the team by the end of the year, full time. That's great. That's awesome. Um what about what's something that you love about yourself uh i think i gave this answer the last time i think i read a book called the power of habits in college and have somehow over the years developed pretty decent habits where like i feel like i'm fairly disciplined now um whereas i think if you were to talk to my mom i wasn't the most disciplined naturally and i think people have a perception that discipline is inherent but i think it's more of a muscle you have to build so i'm glad that i have that positive momentum going forward is of what i perceive to be good habits built at least you are very disciplined and you you do have very good habits what is something that you've recently learned about yourself that you are loving or that you want to grow in Oh. And love more about yourself this year. Gosh, I don't know. Do you know that answer? For myself? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll point the answer question back to you. Um, something that I want to grow in, but I don't think I'm anywhere near there, and I know you can vouch for this, is like really letting go of shame quicker. Uh-huh. And not like ruminating on the not enoughness that I feel in my head. Uh huh. And I also. It's kind of like that episode of This Is Us where like the problems you have dating are the same problems that manifest themselves in marriage. Later in a marriage. Yeah. Unless you overcome them, of course, which is also very possible. I think overcoming is possible, but I also think it's like a. If it's not something that's like naturally inside of you, then it is like a choice each time. Oh, and it's absolutely. very difficult sometimes to not go the way that like your brain initially has always been conditioned to go. Well, it's and now you're gonna get me on a, a slight soapbox Good. here, but it's like the story in the Bible where all of the demons are flee out of the house, and it says seven more came back to the empty house because mm-hmm. if you don't. If you don't fill your heart and your mind with something, it's going to be occupied by something. So if you don't continually fill your heart and your mind with good things, then you're, you're leaving space 
for negativity to come in. But that's to say, like, once you get rid of your demon, your inner demons, that they're just gone forever. You're then you're making sure they're not coming back. Yeah. Which gets easier and easier over time because the more and more you shoo them away, you know, the less energy they have to come back, if you will. Yeah, that's personal very true. theory. That's very true. Did you think of an answer? What was the question again? <laughs> What's something I'm loving about myself or want to grow in? Yeah, or want to love about yourself, but want maybe need to grow in. Uh, I mean, no. Probably empathy or judgment. I mean, I'm... I got a speech one time on why... I'm an INTJ on Myers-Briggs and why J was like a good thing. Is that judgment? Yeah, and I think it can be a good thing because it depends, you know, how you perceive judge and there's kind of two sides to the coin if you will but i i want to seek first to understand that's what i want to grow in that's a good answer which i don't think i'm that bad at but you can always grow in it i'm not good at it but i'm not terrible at it i'm kind of in like the three of ten yeah maybe a four of ten there okay Should have stuck with the co- you gotta stick with the Cooper Cup questions, or else I'm gonna. Blow. So back to sports. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Last question is: if you could, um, what is like a piece of truth that you've learned recently? A small, just little nugget of wisdom that you want to leave our listeners with. Something I to s- land on. Like I a- started reading Brene books new Brene book, <laughs> Brene Brown's new book, yeah. Atlas of the Heart. Uh huh. And there is a part in the book about resentment is oftentimes actually envy. So if you are on a team or a company or whatever it may be, and you're always wound up and you're anxious and you're always trying to control everything, and then you have the guy or girl on your team that's like always super chill and it actually just... You resent them. Like, why don't they put in more work? Why don't they do this or why don't do they, they do that? Sometimes that's actually envy. You wish you could let go. Yeah. You wish you could let go of control. You wish you could be that chill. But your inability to let go of control makes you resent that person. So you think you just resent them, but really it could be you're envious. Like of jealous them. of them. Yeah. That's good. Not always, but that that's what happened with... Brene Brown and her situation and so I thought that was interesting and just something to uh, look out for I did not see that coming but that was good any Brene Brown truth is I might as well say the other one too I mean (laughs) because when you speak back what you read you uh, understand it better yourself so I think the other one was she was talking about and this is uh, I guess could be relational advice for us too is unmet expectations is she found that if she just had the kids herself and her husband was out of town it was easier than when her husband was in town mm. and vice versa for him so they were like why is this I have double the work and yet I'd almost rather you not be here and they found out it's because wait can when- I guess Go ahead. Is it because they're keeping like a ledger in their head of like 
who's done what and who hasn't done what when they're both together? Close. It's they each believe and have expectations for what they want out of the weekend. So if we're juggling three kids and it's just me, I know like <laughs> I'm not going to get a workout in and watch the football game and go hang with the guys. Yeah. Obviously. It's just like my agenda is in the trash because I have one agenda all weekend is to take care of the kids. Uh-huh. But if we're both here, I might think, oh, Catherine might take care of William this weekend and I'll go, you know, to Biggers with the guys and I'll go watch the fight tonight and then I'll get a bowling game in because, you know, maybe there's time for that. Mm -hmm. And so they weren't communicating what would a successful weekend look like for you. So then they just had to start communicating. So Bernadette Brown would say, I'm going to have a great weekend if I go to the gym. I get a swim in, and then I have one hour with the girls to go get a glass of wine on Saturday. That's not too much to ask. Yeah. That's like, you know, I need 10.30 to noon on Saturday, and then I need 5 to 6. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. But then when you don't communicate those expectations, then you don't know. This is what happened to us a few months ago when my parents were in town. Yeah. And I didn't think it was too much to go bowling for an hour, but... We didn't communicate that and it ended up blowing up in our faces. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To make a long story short. (laughs) We need to start doing that. The I would have a good weekend this weekend if. If. Let's start doing that. Or Or a week. Week, yeah. We should bring that whiteboard right there out into our new kitchen area. We should have board meetings in our, for kitchen dinner time. Family board meetings. Oh boy. With color-coordinated markers. Now we're we're getting... Well, man, you were the one who said keep it short, but then you went off on a couple soapboxes. Nice job. That was good. I hope you all um, got something out of this. We're rusty. We don't really know what we're doing, but we're here and we're showing up. Um, If you have any questions or topics that you want us to address or segments that you want us to add, we're happy to do so. Um, And... If you hated this, let me know. <laughs> we'll always mix it up. But I, I love you. Worst case scenario, you kick me off the pod. And yeah, nice. I fire you. Yeah. I love you. Love you too. All right, listeners, I love you, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Whoa!